Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Oh my God! Jesus Christ, they shot him! Who am I? What's my motivation? Why am I doing or saying anything I'm saying or doing? I need more... I need more than what I'm getting. Get it to 81. That means 81. In a world where Zach and Steven can make a podcast about an episode of a show about a group of people making a bad movie based on the success of one man's ham related catchphrase, it's. You can't disappoint a p -p 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 podcast. That was a really solid intro, buddy, but I feel like that leaves a lot to be desired for your segment <laughs> later in the show. That's oh, yeah, it's going to be bad. You've got to live up I'll to that I'll figure it now. out. <laughs> How you doing, man? It's good to, good, it's good to talk to you. 
It is. You almost said it's good to see me, but you can't. I can't see you. I no. I, you, I was going to not say anything, but who are we if not unable to describe everything to the listening audience? Uh, because <laughs> of internet issues, I can't see Steven's face right now, and that's the first time we've done it this way since like the first handful of podcasts. Yeah, and it's so it weird. Interesting. Disembodied voice, and it's at night. I wonder if the people will feel weird vibes in this podcast because I've said that, and if they would have had we not said it. Well, my prediction is that Zach will pay even less attention to me now that he doesn't have a visual cue of my lips moving. Huh? (laughs) How you doing? It's really good to talk to you, and it's good to be back for one of the... Ooh, final times in our victory lap of of running through community together. Yeah, I'm How, excited to be here. This is I, I have some some news, Zach. Oh, yeah. This have you, is the, are you in the Play-Doh the, movie? <laughs> I, I'm I'm playing the color red. Um, but Zach, this is the first episode of the show that I hadn't seen yeah, prior sure. to my preparations for this podcast presentation. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say it's peculiar? It's uh, pedantic. It's uh, prehistoric. Or it's it's monumental. Words, I would say. Oh, well, no, it's not a p word. I didn't know that was your bit. That, I said it's, like eight. It's words. penile for sure. You said three at most. Uh, Welcome Zach, to the show, everyone. So I'm glad you've made it. I truly was not listening to you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We're really glad to be here. And the the hourglass of community podcasting is just dwindling. So so let's enjoy it while we've got it. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. I'm Zach, and let's crap out this piece of crap. I'm Steven, and we are not cutting a frame of Glip Glop. <laughs> That's so funny. I love when he says it like that. That's great. Well, let's start off the show, as always, by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Brandon Fulkemer, Emmy West, Brian Thurman, Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, and Plains Walker Prez. Steven, what do you have to say to or about those people today? You know, if I had an infinity gauntlet, yeah, and I sure. snapped my fingers to erase half the population. I think whatever sp- half of them we them. ended up with, I'd be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. And that's the best compliment I can pay someone. I'm not really sure what you just said there, but... Okay, thank you for your support, guys. If you like the show, you want to help us take it They'll further it. as we wrap up community and move on to the next things, uh, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We do weekly extra content like the live you can't disappre show, our cowboy bebop podcast, Brokeback Bebop. You get this show a full week early every week, and you get to hang out with us. You get to berate us. You get to belittle us. You get to spit upon us for the low, low cost of starting at $5 a month. You know, Zach. Uh, yeah. What? The word "fan," right, <laughs> is is uh-huh. short for fanatic. Is that correct? Sure. Right. Do you think that that we have uh-huh. anyone that's just like fanatic about the show? They're like waiting for that like eleven forty seven p.m. drop. They're like, oh shit, here we go. Why you kidnap? Is coming now. You think they use like like they like talk about it all the time? They have like tattoos or anything? Think do we got I, anybody like do that? Do I think we have anybody like that? Uh, no, no. Do you? No. Do you in no. any way think? Okay. 
So, so, so what's do going we really on in your have life? any fans oh, wait. of the show? We, of course, it's important to shout out the person who has no choice but to be fanatical about us because he mm. is our mother flipping father. That I thought is, you were just going to say our mother. <laughs> that is, of course. <laughs> That is, of course, at Communities on Twitter. We are very thankful for them for being our omnisexual parent. Uh, very thankful. That, that laid the egg that morphed mm-hmm. into the the fetuses that are <laughs> us. We were definitely a test tube baby. Without a doubt. We were test tube babies for sure. Well, but they shoved the test tube into an egg for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> So thanks for shoving your test tube into us, Dad. Thanks for supporting the show. (laughs) We love communities around here. Thanks, communities. Give them a follow if you haven't already. You're nuts. They're the place to be for the community fandom. Now, Steven, it's the time for small talk. What's going on in your life? What are you up to? You little little scamp? You little scoundrel? Um, You know, last time we talked, I was getting ready to go celebrate uh, one of our lovely patrons, uh, Danny M. Lugo's birthday. Uh, with her, we went to the zoo that I day. I thought you were going to go nice Planeswalker Prez. You didn't, <laughs> yeah, didn't take me and, out the Prez. Me and Brandon Fulcomer are just uh, <laughs> eating some cake. Um, but uh, And then we went to this really nice restaurant, and they had like some really cool desserts. Uh, I saw that. I had no idea what any of them were, but they all looked like Yeah, it's like okay. Art. Us neither, but they were delicious. It was so That's good. Awesome. The, uh, the pastry chef... Um, was Danny's partner in a like Dancing with Celebrity event that we did, and so he, even though he was in a different country at the that time, that makes he, like, sense because it seemed out. like they were really hooking y'all up. Yeah, that was it was so nice. Like I could have cried. It was so delicious. Um, That's and today, awesome. Zach, I went to the gym for the first time in years and years. Yeah, played a little pickleball. I you know had to find had to find some old ladies. You know, Danny's great, but I need a sugar mama. I would love the visual of grandma. you getting active, joining a pickleball court, and it's just you, a bunch of old white ladies gossiping. That'd be my dream, Zach. Um, you know, and as much as I'd like to pass so entirely gym? on the back. It, it was Did you good. feel fancy? Do you have gym anxiety? I don't have gym anxiety. I uh, Although we did sign up on the first of the month, and today is the 21st, and it was our first time going. First visit. But, you know, sure. it's the thought that counts. I don't think they care and as I long sure as the check cashes. Lots of mornings. Yeah, you know, then they they actually don't let us come if we don't come a bunch of times. What Much does like the you- Stephen Baker gym hustle look like? What's what music are we listening to? What what machines um, so are I we going for? I pulled up a playlist for? from like 2016, great, great. 2015 maybe that I well, made. Well, all good music playlist. stopped around then. Everybody knows. Yeah, it. it's got some songs from the Creed soundtrack. Uh, some Lil Wayne, some like I like to work out to hip hop. That's like my like I like some I get like, it. hard rap, some good like, uh, some, uh, BPM. Yeah, something that like makes me like feel hyped that I can like rap along to. Especially when I was because when I was working out before it was when I was in college and I was still a music major at the time. And so to right. work on my breath control, I would like rap along to songs as I was working out. So I'd like have to do more lung stuff. So that I kind of got in the habit of that. So you know, fun times. Well, I am just honestly elated right now. I'm very excited about many things. I just talked last week about how we were going to the Jack White concert, and that was such an awesome experience. One of the greatest concerts I've ever seen, and I've been lucky to see some really cool concerts, but it was just next level in any way. Jack White is just an absolute Would you say that Jack White was better than Sir Paul McCartney? Well, that's a good segue because I I don't think I could say better, but... 
it's the closest thing to it I've experienced other than that. So you're saying that the White Stripes are better than the Beatles? No. No. (laughs) But... Well, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Uh, Seven Nation Army isn't even one of my favorite Jack White songs, but it's just an undeniable, massive melody that everybody knows whether they know it or not. And being a in a packed venue, hearing the artist uh, play that song and, and prompting everyone in the audience to 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 sing along, to chant the the riff to it was just magical. It, it very much reminded me of seeing Paul McCartney and everyone doing the na-na-na part in Hey Jude, where it's just oh, chills, really cool. like concert bucket list moment of like, just, I don't know, just universal music, you know? Played by the artist. I mean, you've got two of your three, Zach. All we got to do is get you to a Papa Roach show so that you can uh, sing along <laughs> to Last Resort. Yes. Front row, make eye contact. And I'm also then you can die. really happy. excited because this is the last time we're recording before we take a little break because I'm going on a little vacation to that great vacation destination. You know it. You love it. It's the state of Wisconsin. Hanging out. Oh, shit. You're right. You know, I'm going to scream hello, Wisconsin, every time we pass a Wisconsin license plate, and it's going to be a lot of times. Please. It's going to be like us when we went on our road trip trying to get semis to honk their horn. We're just going to scream hello, Wisconsin, at every car that passes. Uh, It sounds like a silly place to go on a vacation, but we're going to Milwaukee. I've never visited Milwaukee. We're seeing a comedian that we really like there. We might go to the Trixie Mattel bar. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Is it Trixie Mattel? That owns yeah. a bar in, well, in Wisconsin. Well, Mattel has a motel now. I've Wisconsin. seen about that. Uh, I think it's her bar that's in Wisconsin. We're going to maybe check out that place. We're going to check out the Milwaukee Art Museum. And then we're going to Wisconsin Dells. We're going to ride a shit ton of water slides. We're going to pay- We're gonna pet some deer. Uh, you you know. need to touch them? There's this place we're going that it, it's a deer park, and it's like hundreds of want. domesticated deer. That you can really? just walk around and like take photos with them, and you can pet them. Ride them? You can kiss them. You can take them home with you. They won't say shit. <laughs> they won't say shit? Wow. You're allowed to do whatever you want to those deer, and I can't wait. Yeah. 15 bucks money. a pop. What if, what if like a big, like, big buck hunter came? <laughs> <laughs> just walked like, up and just shot them all point through. blank. <laughs> I got my license. <laughs> Sir. Family's eating good this year. <laughs> I stumbled into your farm and accidentally oh, shot one of your deer. You know, me and Lily uh, haven't been on a big buck hunt in a while. <laughs> on a big buck hunt. We haven't gone on a trip, just the two of us, for more than like a night since before the pandemic. So this is really wow. exciting. We're going to have a lot of fun. We got a romantic King Sweet over at the Great Wolf Lodge. Well, where's Lil staying? Because that's for you and me, right? Right, there's a there's a uh, synthetic bear shaped rug on the floor that I thought <laughs> I thought they could they could sit there and get a couple crumbs of our steaks. Nice, because <laughs> we will be eating steaks in that bed. I just am so excited to be a grown ass adult with all the power to be as f-ed up as I want and to be thirty mm-hmm. steps away from a water slide at all times. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't fucking wait. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get drunk. <laughs> I'm gonna get laid, and I'm gonna get on a water slide, and then I'll be like, you know what? Screw the other stuff. There's a water slide twenty steps away from my room. So explain that a little bit. Are you actually like in your place you're staying? You have uh-huh. all access to a water slide when you want it. 
you not know? Are you not familiar with the art of the Great Wolf Lodge? <laughs> no, it's a chain of hotels that have a water park inside. They've got like three or four like big tube slide water slides. They have this like big. I always one. see the commercials, but I always get really distracted by the wolves on the wall. And it, they're not open. Like, yeah, <laughs> Stephen's like, it sounds a lot of fun, but I'd be really scared if a wolf showed up. <laughs> like, we assure I mean, you, this wolf, place like, is do they mostly work for there? children, or are they just wild? <laughs> No, they just own the place. They just have a lot of stock in the place. <laughs> nice. But yeah, there's a water park inside the place. Not open 24-7, but you know, it's just a couple steps away. We could, And I'm really excited. We're going to this place. Uh, Wisconsin Dells is like the water park capital of the world. They have mm-hmm. so many water parks. And we're going to this place that has this new water park that has one of these slides that it kind of looks like one of those slides that starts inside and then like tubes outside like in, on the building. You know, have you seen Like a McDonald's before? play place. Yeah. Except, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except this one, like the outside part of the tube slide is like a Ferris wheel shaped thing that that continuously rotates and there's like this mess of tube slide that goes around it and you slide into that and as it rotates you like go along the tube and it's the only one of its kind in the country and it's at a theme park that's considered one of the worst theme parks in the United States oh and I no can't wait to ride it oh no what makes this theme park so bad is it just like dirty is it like the rides are dangerous there's a youtube video about it i've watched it they just like the rides are old they don't put a lot of tlc into them their uh their employees are a little lax on everything like people can just like walk into the park no problem without a ticket i guess oh are you gonna do that no we bought tickets because we're (laughs) because you know we're a little we're white tourists we're gonna that's fair we're gonna do it the good old-fashioned way will you get to meet mickey i hope so I think he'll be there. Uh, and I just guess to in get this away park, from it all. the like pathways, like walking to rides and stuff, there are areas where you can literally stick out your hand, your arm, and touch roller coaster track. Like That's operating, yeah, like operating oh roller coaster track. There's no like fence or barrier, like danger, high voltage sign. You could just <laughs> fucking, you could just fucking put your balls on right the edge. on it. Well, anything else you want to talk about before we dive into what the people want, what the people are here for? Nah. 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 <laughs> I think we did it. We talked about water slides. We talked about putting my balls on the on the rail. I think we covered it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about good to me. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. If you want to get great. in and get Short to episode. be part of the action. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today, we're here to talk about the first of the final six episodes of Community, which is just nuts that we've committed that we're this deep into the run at all. is crazy. Yeah, I think we should just call it here. I Zach, think honestly. so. I mean, honestly. <laughs> this is where I stopped before. It's where I should stop now. Yeah, that'd be so funny. We commit so hard <laughs> to this podcast. We still start the next one, but yeah. we stop right where you stopped. We just, man, I just exactly. still never saw the finale. Uh, Today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 8, It's Intro to Recycled Cinema. This episode was directed by Victor Nelly Jr. He's an interesting director because the only other episode he directed was in Season 4. So he's the only person from Season 4 that came on to do something once Dan came back, like director-wise. I don't know about writers, um, but that's kind of interesting. So the only other episode he directed was Heroic Origins. But I took down a couple notes. He's directed episodes of a lot of great shows. He's directed some of the Bernie Mac show. 
Wow. He directed episodes of The Office. He directed episodes of Wilfred, Gilmore Girls, Ugly Betty, My Name is Earl, Scrubs, Everybody Hates Chris, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Superstore. So what a career. Wow. That's pretty good resume. And it was written by Clay Lapari. This is his only community episode credited to him. And Clay Aiken, runner-up yep, of season Clay two Aiken, of American Idol. Yeah, he dabbled into sitcom writing. And the only yeah, other credit Congress, uh, that stood out to me on Clay Lapari's IMDb is that he's one of the staff writers for the current iCarly reboot. Ooh. And this episode of Community originally aired on Yahoo Screen on April 28th, 2015. Steven, let's... Let's unzip our pants and just plop a big, big, fat, big, fat pile of trivia on the table. <laughs> well, I've got uh, five heaping, steaming questions for you. I've got a couple more. I've got seven. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go yeah, first? Yeah, go for it. How much less fat does Cold Family Farms ham packs have? 20%? Oh, it's got far less fat than that. 60% less fat. Wow. That's a lot less fat. Honestly, I like some of it. I want some <laughs> fat. I want I like fat. What show is interviewing Chang? I was gonna write that down. Was it Celebrity Beat? Yeah, you got it. Good old C B. Nice. <laughs> Gotta love a good celebrity beat. Ooh. Is that a more of a Chris Brown joke, or are we going more? No, like I'm a thinking Paris this is more Skinamax. Yeah, we're talking nice. One Night in Paris for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what color is Chang and Talks for in the Play Doh movie? Blue. Yes. Um, how long has Chang been away from Greendale? Three weeks. Oh, you got so we it, can baby move boy. Move his car. We can tow his car away. <laughs> what are Elroy's three guesses at Chang's name? Um, Clang. Uh huh. Bang. No. Idiot. Kabang. Nope. Rang. Clang. Blang. Obviously. Blang. And mm-hmm. meringue. Meringue. Mm-hmm. Uh, what numbers are green in billiards? Not nine or three? What was the off ball? Was it a three? Three. There are no green threes. Is it that there is nines? I can't no. see you, so I can't pick up what you're throwing down. No. <laughs> uh, is it 12? <laughs> mm, you know, you were actually kind of close with both. Uh, 6 and 14. I don't know how close I really I really Well, wasn't flip that your 9 close. upside down, and it's right, and then true. just add 2, and you got yeah. that one. So I'll give me that one. My next one, yeah. what was the Glip Glop <laughs> character model originally designed as? Do you remember? Did they say that in the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Glip Glop character design, what it was originally intended for. A dinosaur. Elroy originally created it as a gingivitis monster. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that connection. I, I mm-hmm. totally disregarded that that was what that was. Um, how many hyperwatts are in the laser from Minotaur Man? Mm, uh, ooh, a shit ton, for sure. Mm-hmm. Was it 400 and some? Was it 400 ooh. and some? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, well, that's <laughs> all I got. Again? Not really. You're way low. 800. Ooh, 40,000. Yeah, there's a, I knew there was a four in there, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. What is uh-huh. El- Well, you, you already know this one. What is Elroy's sci-fi character named? Glip Glop! What? Glip Glop? What is Elroy's sci-fi character named? 
Glip clap. Oh, the dude who was sitting down. Oh, Minotaur man. <laughs> I thought you were the really... one that he made, not who he was. Oh, I was thinking. I just thought you thought I said Garrett. I didn't know no. where you were. I was not with you. <laughs> Minotaur man. Correct. Okay, here we go. Uh, there's one real question, but then the second mm-hmm. question, I'm going to hope that you get right. Uh, where were Jeff's chains forged? No clue. Ganymede. Ganymede. Oh, broke back Bebop connection. Yeah, I did, my ears, my ears did prick right up when I heard that word. Yeah, nice. Uh, not nice to reference. For trivia. Sure. I don't think Ganymede comes just from Bebop. Yeah. Okay. It's not a real planet. No. Well, sure, but neither <laughs> are like three of the planets. <laughs> That's fair. That's what they told me in private Christian school, at least. Jupiter? <laughs> no way. God did not create that shit. <laughs> well, how does it... It's just gas, isn't yeah. it? Where do you There's stand? There's no, nothing to stand on. Yeah, it's where just do you gas. Park your it's a Vespa. cloud. It's a big old cloud. Is it my turn? Or your turn? Yeah. How long I don't have the... any more turns. Oh, okay. <laughs> how long <laughs> is the original cut of the movie? 87 minutes. Correct. And how long was Jeff's death scene? Six and a half minutes. It was. Uh-huh. And that's my trivia. You did pretty well. Hey, thanks, buddy. You did pretty Not well. Not great. On, Let's move on to what the on, people uh, emailed into the first two. <laughs> All right. We've got two emails this could. week. Sorry I let you down, folks. What do we got? We got a uh, first one from our good friend, Brandon. Uh, Brent, see, first th- time writing in. Brindont. Uh, Brindont. <laughs> Brondon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Ham, girl. Uh, I like this. I went for like kind of like a Mr. Meeseeks thing, um, but like not, not copyright stealing, so a little bit more like right. poopy butthole. We um, end every episode of this show with copyright music. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Oh, so we can't monetize this on YouTube, huh? I haven't gotten a single email about it. Nice. Uh, Wham I like doesn't this care one. about us. They'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah, although it would definitely be well. Half of Wham is dead, so mm-hmm. he handled yeah, so all the he losses. Can't say shit. So we're using yeah. that music. <laughs> uh, we only played George Michael's. Um, it would definitely be stronger. I'm just, I'm just gonna start the sentence over. I like this one, okay. although it would definitely be stronger okay. if it were constrained to 22 minutes. Agreed for just about every episode this season. I just think some of the 22 movie minutes is the scenes, perfect length for anything. I can't do absolutely. anything longer than 22 minutes at all. Never have, never will. No. Uh, movie filming scenes no. drag for too long. Uh, that being said, it's nice to get a Jeff Abed friendship scene. Is do we get a friendship? In the movie, <laughs> the group makes is pretty funny considering they had 15 seconds of Chang footage to work with. The idea of Chang just randomly becoming famous is really funny too, especially his celebrity interview at the beginning of the episode and the group's reaction to it. All right, we've got some trivia. Okay, uh, first what question: Brandon What is the name? Got for us this week. <laughs> what is the name of the 1996 movie Vin Diesel's roommate made? Party pants or dance pants? Part- something with pants. Yeah, something. Uh, what movie star will always be out there mocking Jeff? Chris Pratt. Obviously. Are That's you one of the things his, from this episode. Why people that- hate him now? Can I explain? Is that what you asked? Like, do you, are you up to date with it? I know the stuff that I know is that at one point he's not anymore, but that he was part of a 
church that had donated a lot of money to some like focus on the family anti-lgbt type mm-hmm. organizations and also yeah. that he kind of had a general like there were a couple of weird instagram posts that were supposed to be like him saying nice things about his wife but came off as very like uh uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for creepy <laughs> they, they came off weird. like they came off misogynistic and mm-hmm. like kind of like glad that he has a wife to be put in that her place or i don't know i don't yeah exactly it's like look at how she's is looking there more at me. than that or is that about right i think that's all i know of yeah it's enough that was one of the few things about this episode that hasn't really aged because the joke is kind of that chris pratt is this perfect guy that everybody loves and that didn't last too long no it's not safe to be a white man um what weapon yeah. <laughs> does annie pull from between her boobs uh a laser bomb. ball Laser, laser bomb. bomb. It was a bomb. I thought laser that bomb. that CG effect was really cool, actually. That was yeah. one of the coolest special effects in the episode. That was the best scene of the episode. You're right, Zach. Uh, which student plays Glip Glop? Hashtag who is Garrett. Glip Garrett. Garrett with a but stunning Glip Glop is a good question. It's hard to know for sure because Garrett, we never see him voice Glip Glop. He says, if I'm Glip Glop, why am I holding a tennis ball? Glip Glop is the tennis ball. So hashtag who is Glip Glop indeed. Uh, And who co-wrote Abed's police justice film? That's Buzz Hickey because we got a great I love chain going. I'm going to punch you in the heart. Maybe you missed that that rap scallion. Um, Let's see. Answer. The first one was happy pants. Happy pants. I don't know if I believe you, new Tim Tam. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> new not new Tim Tim. Well, um, where is Chris the old Pratt, one? Well, where's bomb, the old one, Steven? Listen, we know what happened to Tim Tim. Uh, Garrett and Hickey, we we did great on that one. Uh, favorite funny moment. Uh, Elroy's billiards non sequitur is great. I also I thought that was the least funny part producers. of the episode. <laughs> I thought that was the most pointless moment of the entire episode. Well, Brendan and Zach, B for the century. Sorry. I also love Maury, the movie producer's <laughs> over-the-top investment in the group's bad movie. I agree with that. When he's MVP. like, Jesus Christ, they shot him, Jesus <laughs> they Christ. Shot him. <laughs> he loves the movie Clip so much. Clip a spy? He loves the movie so much, and yeah. I love that. It's awesome. MVP, and, Oh, Abed. chapter 11, huh? Thanks, guys. Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Big fan uh, of Eric. Our next email is from our own glippy gloppy poppy, uh, <laughs> Matt over at Communities. The says, pop that's glipped my glop more times than I can count. <laughs> Yuba dooba dooba. Uh, probably my favorite part of this episode is the start. Ham girl. I, I want to point out that it just is the word ham with a capital H, the word girl, all lowercase, and then a period, which is exactly how I feel like Matt would say it. Ham girl. <laughs> I like ham the girl. ham girl. <laughs> uh, my MVP is Jeff, of course. He sells his fears here, and learning video editing from YouTube is just like that. Overall, this is just fun to me with some silly and funny moments along the way. FYI, Randall Park is the only actor to play three roles in the community universe. He's Brody, the student body president in the videos Dan made in season one. He is a voice in the Kick Puncher movie, they watch in Abed's dorm late in season one, and he appears here as himself. Have a great one, I guys. I did not Please know that. Know. Wow. I didn't know well, he was um, uh, all those things either. Dan, we know who though. Randall Park is because he went on to be quite successful. I feel like this yeah. was kind of near the start of that when he was beginning to be a name. But I guess, do you know about Dan Harmon's 
uh, before he was making television shows, he had an online video content site called Channel 101. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have shown up on Community from Channel 101. And I guess Randall Park was in a lot of Channel 101 stuff. I think he's hilarious. He was he's great really on uh, Fresh Off the Boat. On Veep is probably my favorite role of his. Um, and he's he's just great in everything I've seen. His I really spot in this is perfect. That they We'll get to that scene, but that scene is so funny that they just have him ready. And they have the little shame door for Chang to crawl yeah. through. It's so funny. Um, who makes the ham? Um, it no was, can I look at my notes? I wrote it down as a trivia question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it was Kolb you did, but you didn't Family read it? Farms. Kolb Family Farms. What? You wrote it as a trivia question, uh-huh. but you didn't read it? What you didn't you ask it? Yeah, I did. What question did you ask with that? Uh, how much less fat did it have? Oh, I didn't know you said the name of the farms. I sure as shit did. I don't, I don't listen. Yeah. Uh, how much money did the school <laughs> save in insurance premiums with Chang leaving? 6%. Okay, okay. And then whose video editing editing tutorial did Jeff watch? It was Kyle something. I, I don't remember the name, but I love the way he was like, that's right, the whoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, Kolb Family Farms is correct, yeah. Zach, good job. I know. Um, 6% and then Kyle Biederman. That's right, the Kyle Biederman. The Kyle Biederman. It's Biederman. It's E-I. All right, well, let's Biederman right on over to our next segment. (laughs) No need to Biederman around the bush. Thanks for the emails, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at YouCanDisAPod to stay up to date with what episodes we need emails for next. There's only five episodes left after this one. So if you like to get us in emails, if you have always wanted to, your time's running out on the community show. I'd love to see some of those old faces one more time before our community tenure crumbles into the sands of time. <laughs> so email us, can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Even if it's not episode specific, send us your thoughts, send us your bones. We'll read them off. We'll we'll show your bones. We'll show your bones. Okay, Steven, how are you feeling? It's time to move right on into Did Steven Watch in the world Episode? Where Steven this did week. watch the episode this week. How are you feeling? Do you think you're going to shine this week? I think you have a chance. You know, I think that uh, my my heart's going to be a pumping. Yeah. I have to pee just I enough hope. that it's going to make sure. me want to rush through and get everything said right. Um, I, I don't know, Zach. I, I feel I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Well, then I am, as always, recording from a Chili's bathroom, which is why the internet. That's so why shit. your internet's so awful. Yeah, I'm sharing the Chili's Wi-Fi with a guy who's trying to have a business. Yeah, there's a guy in the bathroom stall next to you also trying to record a podcast right now. (laughs) And their internet's just not equipped to do two at once. Yeah. Well, there's so many. It's it's a surprise. It's not okay. You've got twenty seconds. I honestly thought it was you this whole time. I thought it was like a thing we were doing. That's why I have your volume turned to zero. I'm starting the clock now. You cannot. You cannot sweetheart talk your way out of this any longer. Three, two, one, go. Hey, I'm girl, Chang, kind of famous, and so the school wants to capitalize. So they take some footage that Abed used to film a movie with Chang, and then they start making it, cutting it into a space movie, because Chang's a space cop chief. Uh, Britta and Annie are sisters, they're Jeff's daughter, but then he loves one of them, I guess, and then the movie's really bad, but it's okay, because it's not about that. And then the deal falls through, because nobody liked the movie, I guess. It's chapter 11. Stop. 
yeah, you missed all of the Jeff and Abed stuff. Really, all the Jeff stuff. I, you didn't get anything. Was about... there any Jeff and Abed stuff? Yes, absolutely. Jeff tries to murder Abed in this episode. I yeah. feel like the the last third of the episode is very much about Jeff and Abed, and you didn't. I mean, get it any tries to be. It does. I'm. I'm. Well, that has not. Whether or not they do it well has nothing to do with whether or not you covered it just now. Mm. And for that, I'm going all the way downtown to a C minus. That's okay. I think I started strong, but then I, I got nothing for the this last week. half. Yeah, Stephen always rushes right through it, starts off strong, and then I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Okay, well, let's move on into some favorite funny moments. I wrote down quite a few for an episode that's all over the place. Yeah, I did too. Uh, let's just rapid fire. Okay, you go first. Britta, pay your rent. Uh, my first one, uh, during the interview when she's like, can I get a ham girl? And he really sells a ham girl. He's like, I, I don't know. Was that it? Was that it? Did I do it? <laughs> um, the next one I wrote down was when uh, Jeff was like, Chris Pratt will never stop mocking me. I wrote down a lot of great broken Chang footage moments. <laughs> I really liked, are we rolling? We're rolling. And then the We're ship rolling. rolls around. That was so funny. Uh, my next one is one of those as well. It's uh, when he was like, I'm Minotaur Man. And Chang said, what? <laughs> my next one mirrors that one too. That what got some good laughs. Because there's another one. It's like, Chief Star. What? what? I'll see you in hell. What? <laughs> Um, my next one was another Chang one, and I'm the hero. <laughs> when he showed up to save them from the trash compactor, in this big hero <laughs> moment, and I'm the hero. Uh, Jeff's <laughs> moment when he's trying to give Abed a pep talk, and he's like, "Get in there, get this session done, and get your shirt off." Got it. I I, I really liked when Leonard was like talking to himself, and he was like, "Well, I can't say that." I had the Dracula force. I feel the. I I what sense, a weird read from Richard Dracula. Erdman there. <laughs> like I like, I don't Dracula. know what that was supposed to be. He said it like but he I'm had sure never heard of Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of the also, words. Also, why he was said. he Dracula? Um, I wrote because down when Elroy forgot. <laughs> when Chang walks into the like cantina set where he meets Elroy's character, there's this shot of like a really super close up of his face to make it look like he's like scanning the room. That was really funny <laughs> to me. Just man, they it's nailed fantastic. it with some of that stuff. Um, I didn't write this down, but uh-huh. the dean as Chang was really funny. Every time they mm-hmm. showed Jim Rash in that wig was pretty comical. It reminded me of something specific, but I'll get to that when we get to it in the episode. I wrote down Elroy saying, sometimes my eye falls off because I'm a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really liked, there was a moment where Leonard and Chang were fighting, and Chang Mm -hmm. just shoots his laser like eight times in a row as Richard Erdman's like very slowly walking to his next spot. I wrote down that fight overall is one, two, and then I'll say another one. But I like the moment Mm -hmm. where... Uh, Leonard shoots him and it's supposed to have barely hit him and it's him like scratching his nose as a, as a reaction. Uh, I wrote um, down, um, I, I said, I'm going to give you another one. That was more of a retort to your last one mm. than a follow up to it. You understand? You understand? Cause I've got a shit, <laughs> I've still got a shit ton. Uh, I really liked when Magnitude was in the carrot costume from the first episode of the season for some reason. Yeah. And when he died really dramatically. That was great. Um, I really liked when Leonard like cried when <laughs> during Chang's like One big tier. emotional scene, it was fantastic. What's my motivation? 
Um, I wrote down uh, when Annie was doing some booby acting and was, I'm improvising. Improvise, improvise pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, we'll talk about that whole thing. I bet. Sure. I guess. Sure. Uh, I liked. I the I said it earlier, but we're not cutting a frame of glip glop. <laughs> My next one is a glip glop moment. I thought Eric Charles Nielsen's voice acting, the way he he hit all of those lines was perfect. When he says, I'm an evil spy. I wrote that <laughs> one down. I'm an evil spy. Yeah, that was really good. Um, when uh, I think Abed, no, maybe it's Jeff. Whoever's like, God made that happen. I, oh, no, it was uh, talking about something. But Abed was like, God made that happen. I thought that was really funny. When he's talking about the movie getting made. Yeah. I think uh, it was just, uh, Annie's outfit, maybe. The whole concept of how much Steve Gutenberg's character loves the movie. Like, when they're yeah. watching the screening of it, and his eyes are just f***ing glued to it, and he's just celebrating in the movie. It's so funny. I think his character is one of the highlights of the episode. Mm-hmm. While not the, like, tightest... Was it an in-tag? I don't can't really tell. This, this week, episode... But... I guess the last study group scene is the in-tag. Well, does the, the very... recording booth thing cause the intag? No, because there's more after that. After that's the scene at the study group table when Chang like comes back to the room and they all shit on Britta together. That's fair. Well, so the, technically, the... that's the intag, and it just feels like the end of the episode. They should have like I get I get chronologically why the recording booth session was where it was, but it was such a funny scene that they could have held it for the intag as like an explanation to what happened. Yeah, I'd have liked that a lot. Um, but. The the tiny door was so funny. The whole recording mm-hmm. scene was like just uncomfortable enough. Like it was in the a pretty solid region, but the the little door made it like even better. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. I don't go out the way I came. You do not. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> yeah. And it was great this seeing tiny shame door. For yeah, me to crawl through. It was great seeing Randall Park. It just you ready, Randall? Yep. <laughs> um, what did I write down that I still want to get to? I liked when Steve Gutenberg's character says, get it to 8-1. That's 81. <laughs> that was good. And Jeff learning to edit was the last thing I got. I thought it was Yeah, that's really very relatable. It was really re- very ever... relatable of like yeah. the annoying YouTube video tutorial of how For to do something. For me, it was the like Pro Tools or like Studio so One funny. videos or like, let's talk about what the multi-tool does. Now for the, the cut. Let's talk about naming your title, naming your files correctly. Like, I don't want to learn how to name my files. Teach me how to edit. <laughs> do you have anything else? No. Well, then what do we need Not to do? Not for you. Do we need to dive right into the episode? I think it's Is time to dive. Next? Without any further ado, let's talk about the episode. I can already feel we might dissent a little bit. I feel like you didn't like this one that much. I, I did. I just. Here's my problem with this season, Zach. Mm-hmm. There are, like, some funny moments. There are, like, some decent ideas, but... <laughs> oh, that's I what am it just is. You're right. I'm just allergic. <laughs> yeah, I'm just allergic to the... The episodes drag on too long. They, like, have so many scenes where I'm like, this is not good. You really think that? There are, scene, there are full scenes where you actively think this is not good. I'm not yes. to that point with it. What my main issue is with this episode, because the first time I watched it, I felt a little let down by it. And I kind of talked out with Lily about how, man, I don't really know if I'm going to have a lot to say about this episode. Not a lot to dive into. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty light and essential episode of the show because it starts with something that happened without us having any idea where it came from. And it ends with it never having mattered. Yeah. And whatever. It's a sitcom episode. What 
makes this episode kind of disappointing for me is that it has all of the puzzle pieces that it needs for a good community homage episode, but it forgot like mm-hmm. the the real world character based stakes. It tries, but it doesn't have what all of those great homage episodes have that make it both a satisfying episode of the show. Is this supposed to be a sci fi movie homage? Oh, well, I I don't know. I think putting I think saying homage is putting it kind is kind of a is is stretching it a little bit but i think because it's an episode that focuses so much on this idea on this movie not just like the typical school shenanigans i think it goes in that like folder of yeah. special community episodes and i think it misses the ball because it has all of the the stuff that makes up a good one of those it just doesn't have really a point to it there's nothing like i don't know the descent into madness that the dean's commercial episode was uh and I don't know. I, I do think there are a couple of interesting things that this episode tries to say that's a reflection on on what Dan Harmon was thinking about the show at the time. He kind of confirmed that in the commentary. But I don't think it's a good excuse. I don't think it's... I don't know. Let's dive into it. Let's talk about it. I do think there's more yeah, good than bad. I think bad, there are a couple of it's... things that I can't look past in this episode of being wow. just like un funny uninteresting wow. just like a swing and a miss and it's the it's the pool ball thing it's the billiards thing right <laughs> that's what it is it's the billiards that's what took me down okay so let's start right at the front we get the ham girl commercial it's really funny i think it's really funny at least because when this episode first came out and even still when you watch the episode it's so out of left field that yeah. it's really funny <laughs> i think yeah, it's I really like funny that all of a sudden I was watching and like yeah, and I was like, oh, is this – I and not having seen the episode, I kind of was wondering for a second, oh, is, is this what this whole episode's going to be? Um, which, I mean, I figured it, it wouldn't. But I do enjoy this, like, very staunch difference to the cut because we're kind of transported to a bit of a different world. What do you think of that bit, the idea that – I like the ham girl. I almost feel like there's enough of a seed planted for this type of thing to happen for Chang in the Karate Kid episode. That I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily yeah. buy that he's getting Spielberg attention because of well, this commercial, but that's not really the point. I, I can go with that. I would have, though, really appreciated even a little moment when they're like, we invested in him before anyone else. Like, Annie, like, even, uh-huh. like, acting a little bit bitter that he got, like, a role mm-hmm. or something. Like, I would I would have that's really true. appreciated that. Well, there is kind of a I moment feel like we're connecting that, that Chang, but I don't know but if the writer's connected the one that. says it. Sure. I really like the little montage that uh, that shows how viral Chang's catchphrase on this commercial. And honestly, mm-hmm. it makes total sense to me that Chang would be, you know, almost like the hide your kids, hide your wife guy. The guy yeah. who is just in front of a camera saying something uh, uh, detached from reality because he has mental problems at, at the right, right time that it that it catches on and becomes a phenomenon. <laughs> and all of the shots of people like recreating it in, in videos – uh, I don't know. I think they captured how this type of thing happens really well. Well, and it's even more so nowadays. Like, if this episode came out today, it'd be all, you know, TikToks. I have uh, a couple of things. I think there are a couple of things in this episode that speak to more recent stuff than the episode. Uh, uh, namely, the the whole, and we'll, we'll get to it throughout the episode, but the whole using stock footage of Chang to, like, cobble together a non-performance performance completely reminded me of Carrie Fisher in the last couple Star Wars movies. 
where you have this... Yeah, I thought you were going to go with the superior film, uh, Paul Walker in Fast that too. 6. That too, absolutely, where you are... And those are both like tragic deaths that happen, but either way... They're yeah. trying to ride the wave of a recent like boost in celebrity status for the person. That well, and can't how often more when a musician dies, all of a sudden a bunch of like unfinished, unreleased albums start coming out. Right. The Michael Jackson one, where like songs where he like sang like three words on, and they got another artist to like sing the rest of the song, and then put <laughs> it out on an album under his name. It's exactly what, yeah. what it is. It's really funny. I think it's a bit that works in this episode. But in the beginning, I also really like Chang. I don't know. I think Ken, for kind of being almost weirdly absent from this episode that's so much about him, I think he's really funny in every bit he gets. He's funny in the stock footage. He's really funny in this interview here. And then I think he shines the most at the end of the episode in the the recording booth. I think Ken is just a fun, dynamic performer that you almost – it's easy to overlook how talented he is because of how specifically Mm -hmm. sitcom zany they make him be all the time. Yeah. So the interview cuts to the study group because Chang is kind of uh, selling short his friends back at the school in Colorado, and they feel kind of slighted by this. Yeah, I love – he's like, you know, I was kind of a loner. Uh (laughs) Meanwhile, like the study group that has finally accepted him and like taken him like – in is like oh. begging. <laughs> They're not making fun of you now, are they? Abed shakes his head no. It's really funny. Cheng's face when he does the ham girl for the reporter when he's just absolutely eating it up. All the attention that he gets is so funny. Yeah. Jeff can't handle it. This drives him crazy that that Chang's being successful, so he makes them shut the laptop, turn off turn off the report, and, and the dean mentions that it's been three weeks, so it's time to tow his car, and that's what gets us into the theme song. Honestly, a great start to the episode. This is a super interesting opening to where you're you're just throw like you said thrown into this thing you have no idea how we got here mm-hmm. and it's really funny and it's so out of left field that it makes you really excited to see where they go with this from here it did at this make point. me excited to see at this point yeah especially you know, uh, never having seen this episode before i could see seeing that op- yeah uh, opening tag and being pretty excited mm-hmm. we're back at the vatican the, the brit vatican. is off duty time to drink now. Yeah, they're all hanging out. I like the bar as a hangout place. I think it it makes sense, and it's kind of fun to see yeah. them uh, be friends outside of the school setting because it's been so long. They are by this point. Just let them be friends yeah. outside of school. They're buddies, pals. More more than just a study group, they're a study family, Zach. This is one of those scenes in the episode with a couple scenes that I think could have been trimmed if this was the NBC version of the episode, where yeah. it's just a really long scene of them kind of talking about how how they're they're jealous of Chang getting all the attention and sliding them. I feel like the point's made over and over and over again. Yeah, I think this scene and the like next one could have been one scene or half one of the scene. scene. Yeah, it just goes. This is one of the places where like, you know, I. My main issue with these longer episodes is that it's just not as tight. You know, this show, when it's at its best, is firing. It's joke, joke, witty comment. You know, they all kind of play off each other. Mm -hmm. Here, it's like I have to wait for, like, an existential sentence because Dan is, you know, Dan Harmon. And at this point in his life, the 
early seeds of the pessimistic world that is Rick and Morty were already like kind of planted and floating around and and on Yahoo oh, screen sure. he can kind of say what he wants and so and I you've got to give him a little bit of credit too those. because he had also as much as I don't like to discount a lot of stuff about him had been really thrown through the ringer at this point of community being fired being brought sure. back being canceled being brought back I think he's both like eternally grateful to still be making the show um no idea how he could ever make something that lives up to like the gratitude he feels about the show at this mm-hmm. point and also he's at a point where he's kind of ready to be done with the show yeah and to move like you on said Rick and Morty was already out at this point right yeah or at least where he kind of we've we've tapped about all we've got it makes me really sad because we've only got a few episodes of community left and like mm-hmm. uh, we were talking before we started recording this is the point of the season when it originally aired these are some of the episodes that i've seen the least amount of times where even as a community diehard who was so excited that yahoo screen existed to bring community back these were the episodes where i was kind of like it's still that show that i love but it's starting to feel like an emptier sadder version of the show that i love and i'm yeah. and i'm grateful it's here and i was excited that season 6 existed but i was starting to be ready for it to be the final season honestly mhm understandable so this sets up the situation that Abed filmed a little bit of a movie with Chang and they have this footage that they're sitting on and the school likes the idea of taking that footage uh, somehow filming something around it and incorporating it into a movie that they could then use to make a lot of money for the school writing off of Chang's recent attention that he's getting from Steven Spielberg and and the the people of the world and it's a clever idea. I think it's a funny yeah. idea. I like it a lot. I what is it about this episode that doesn't connect? Is it just that it's got you know, so honestly, much time to make each point that you're sick of it by the end? Yeah. I think that the taking the Chang I think the Chang footage by itself is funny. I think how they work it in is funny. I think where the episode loses me, uh-huh. like there are ten minutes left in the episode when the episode should have ended for me. Like when it should have wrapped up. In those last I think 10 yes minutes, and no. I think I agree with you and I don't agree with you. I thought that the first time I watched the episode, but then by the end, I liked that section a little bit more because I do like certain things about Jeff in the second part of the episode, even though I don't like other parts quite a bit. And I love Steve Gutenberg's character in this episode. And in the last section of the episode is where I think he really gets to shine. Uh, I think the... It's so out of character for Jeff. I I think that it's just too far. I'll wait to, to talk choke too much him. I'm not talking about there. the choking Abed. I'm but talking, that scene is like yeah. six I'm minutes long. Specifically about his speech that he gives about kind of having a little bit of a crisis about realizing that he might be the one who's last at Greendale. But he left first and then came back. I still think that works though. Because he did come back, and now he's settled into this really comfortable place, and he's starting to see that everyone else is super talented. We'll get to that point when we get to it. I think there are moments that work about that. And the rest of the series, that's kind of where we're going with Jeff, with him uh, coming to terms with the home that he's made for himself here, and how he always kind of thought he was just going to get what he needed from this place and blow it off. And now it might be where he ends up while all of the people that got him there uh, go off to do other things. I, that's kind of an important part for the last section of the show. And they do it better in later episodes, but I think that makes that scene stand out a little bit. Mm. Without having seen the rest of it, I was I was like, 
not not it for me, Chief. I think we're to the point where Steve Gutenberg's here. Frankie brings him into Abed and Annie's apartment to explain the money that they're going to get out of him. I don't even quite understand. Like, Frankie just brings him in and is like, this is Maurice. He's a big-time Hollywood producer. Uh, I think you mean Maury? Is it Maury? Sorry. That was close. That was close. (laughs) Only his mother calls him Maurice. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maurice... No, Maury. (laughs) (laughs) Maury is just this film producer guy, and I kind of feel like he's a really small-level film producer guy. Well, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a distributor who's going to take care of this. I love the energy that Steve Gutenberg brings to this character that could have just been... I don't know, it's kind of shades of Billy Zane from last week, but I like this guest star turn even better. It could have just been, oh yeah, Steve Gutenberg shows up for a little bit in this episode, but he brings this energy, this not quite cokehead energy, but just this down for anything energy to this character that I think yeah. brings a well, lot of fun Yeah, well, because he needs this, you know? Like, he probably He's doesn't have a lot of... something with the <laughs> ham girl guy. Yeah, I mean, this guy literally showed up to a random apartment in in Colorado because he has to live there for, like, health reasons. <laughs> and he, like, shows what up at this apartment and he's like, all right, I'll, I'll come to this business meeting at 8 p.m. Frankie's like, tell me what you were telling me. Yeah, my blood nitrogen levels are just off. <laughs> no, 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 tell me what you said about the movie. I think it's a really funny idea, this idea mm-hmm. of using the footage that they they had Chang sign a waiver at the time. Now they can use it to to make a buck and this is something that happens in the industry um Mm -hmm. something that comes to mind is like uh trey parker and matt stone after getting famous off south park released some of their college films and made money off of them Mm -hmm. this episode where it does what doesn't work is the abed angle for me i feel like abed I, this is the type of episode that could have been kind of a spiritual sequel to the Abed is Jesus episode. Um, yeah. This this struggle for Abed to make something really good when everybody else just wants to uh, uh, get it over with and, and make the product and make the money. And they, they say that in lines like exactly that. But yeah. just saying it doesn't make it like a, a felt out pl- well, part of the, the episode I, and it should be. I really like Abed in this episode. Like, uh-huh. I really enjoy Abed, but I think that the relationship that everyone else has to him in the episode is, like, too shitty to me. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Britta so invested in the school making money off this, you know? Why is Annie? You know, Jeff's a teacher there. Sure, he kind of goes for the money thing for the school because that means he gets his salary paid. Frankie, it makes sense. The dean, it makes sense. But it doesn't make sense for, mm-hmm. like, why does Elroy care? That the school is extra well, money. Well, Elroy so has, has some stock goggles that he can get into this. He can use his goggles. I mean, but is the study group expecting to make money off of this themselves? No, they're expecting to make money off the school. I think they're. I get them being excited at the idea of like ragtag. Let's make a space movie together. I don't think the money. Yeah, but has why to would they then be like, it. well, let's just finish it. We have to get it done by this day. You know. Like, it, they're like, okay, this has to be shitty. When the Dean made his movie, like, his commercial, it didn't have to be shitty. And there was yeah, they were there for weeks. Yeah. They when were there for Abed's weeks. made his documentaries in the past, th- nobody was like, you know, make it faster or something like that. You know, like, that. They, and those were different situations. But I don't know why this time, all of a sudden, they're like, well, it has to be bad. We're not going to put any effort into it. Sure. Because right. we want it done quickly. From the jump, yeah. they're like, "No, we're gonna. This is gonna be bad. It's gonna be a bad movie. We're gonna make it bad." 
Like they could have at least. It's the perfect opportunity to just be like Abed, take this and run, do whatever you want. Yeah. Make this your thing. And instead, they're like, well, Abed, we want you to do it because it's your footage, but But it's going to suck and we're cool with that. Let's just do it. Yeah. I do. Okay, so what's happening here is Gutenberg uh, talks Abed into using what was supposed to be footage for a police drama movie that the footage of Chang was was made for to kind of rewire Mm -hmm. it and and turn it into this space sci-fi movie. Um, and, and Abed uh, is against that because he really wanted to make that movie that he wanted to make. He really wanted to use this footage. And everyone kind of battens down and talks him into it. And they say that they'll let him do whatever he wants to do. But they're also saying right behind it, but it's going to suck and we're going to we're gonna get it over with and all that. Yeah. Well, only after does he agree after the dean is like, well, I can't force you to do it. But if you don't, I'm going to make an announcement that's going to make everyone hate you. I don't know. I think the face Abed made after that showed that he knows that that's not really a threat. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think they needed three times to say, but we're going to make a good one. And someone's like, well, actually, we probably won't. He's like, okay, but we're going to make it good, right? And they're like, maybe, but probably not. He's like, okay, as long as it's good. And they're like, as long as it's bad. We don't need that that many times. Obviously, the best stretches of the movie, of the episode, are what we get of the actual movie. I love the mm-hmm. intro, the really dramatic music playing <laughs> over the opening credits where you just hear like little uh, blips of, of Chang's audio from what we saw earlier in the episode <laughs> to sound really dramatic. It's like, what's my motivation? <laughs> <laughs> Chief Star. Chief Star and the Raiders of the Galaxy feels a lot more like porn parodies of sci-fi movies that I, I, I caught glimpses of on Cinemax. Well, there are child. multiple R's in the word star, and we know what that means. I think they did a really fun job in this episode of taking it all a little bit further than what your typical ragtag group of filmmakers would be able to do, but always yeah. keeping it in the realm of, oh, that's the study room. I see the study room back there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. It's really easy to see that they're still at Greendale. And I love the special all... effects are actually pretty good considering, you know, who's putting it together. I love all the green screen effects to make it look like Chang is in the room with everybody else. Like here <laughs> yeah. you see him in the control room and Britta running behind him, but it's like on a loop. It like loops mm. a couple of times, Britta running before the shot. And then <laughs> all of the shots of the Dean being <laughs> Chang's stunt double so funny. or body double is really funny. Good visuals. Mm-hmm. Not a lot to say about this. What do you like best about this? Does it remind you of any specific movies? So I think I've said before on here, uh, my mom and I every week used to watch like the, because Sci-Fi Channel would put out a new movie every week. A like a shitty original movie. original movie. Oh yeah. yeah, and they're all so bad. And there was one that was like similar to this, like in space, like really bad special effects, and it looked like VeggieTales quality, like space mm-hmm. graphics. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. This also reminds me of like some of the like Star Trek knockoff shows from like the eighties and nineties that are like really not good. Um, so I'm, I'm all for that. You know what I would have liked in this episode? I just had an idea. I think Mm -hmm. the idea of them making a sci-fi movie is too uninspired and too similar to things they had done before. They should have made a Hallmark style movie. That would be really funny. Starring Chang stock footage is like, the one of the like the love interest who is the bad guy that like has the girl and then jeff is like the good guy who ends up with the girl you know i would have zach even liked 
you know, since we're, I, I'm going to rewrite the riff episode it. really quick. Riff. Sure. An episode where they don't go all the way with any idea, but they do like a space, a Western, and they end up settling back on like a cop movie. And we just see snippets of each one. And Abe keeps having to change it because like the distributor wants a different thing to sell. And I think that would have been funnier for me. Because, and episode, it would have, and it would have justified great. it being 30 minutes. It, I was just thinking the same thing. It would have been great in these extended episode I, that we get in season six if we could have gotten uh, one of those vignette full episodes, like one of the clip show episodes. Yeah. Or that would have been actually really funny if it was really that. cutting back and forth between like highly produced versions of what they think the movie should be, like each of <laughs> yeah. them, and then back to them like doing it in the study room. And we get some of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, it feels a lot more, it feels like a lot of them going through the motions and just making an episode instead of, like, being inspired. Yeah. Something that Dan Harmon said in the commentary that I think is an interesting angle on this episode is that the episode is kind of about where they were with the show at the point that they were, where Dan was always focused so hard on making each episode as good as he can possibly make Mm -hmm. it. And everyone around him is kind of saying, well, that's great, but we can only do so much, so ring it in a little bit and yeah. make some TV. If it's not the best, that's okay. And so Dan is kind of Abed in this episode, and, and everyone else around him are, are the forces that be. But that kind of makes me think, well, if this is Dan like <laughs> like punishing himself to get the absolute best that he can, uh, I feel like it, it was better when he was a big part of the team but was surrounded by a bigger team of writers that yeah. were also doing other things. Because when you have one person that's working so hard to like make something good, yeah. people around them have to buy in. Otherwise, it's it's just going to be an uphill battle. Right. I feel like season six is like the most Dan Harmon season. I feel like it's very much his baby, and he took on way too much more than he needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the show does suffer a little bit for it. I love the animation of the Glipglop character. It's so, so copy-pasted. Uh, what's the, what's the like pixel art almost? Yeah, where it's just on a repeating movement cycle. I think like it's super so blocky early two thousands three D animation. Garrett really shines in this episode. Oh, he's Garrett's great. Garrett's got some great moments in season six, and this might be my favorite so far. We get a full Garrett episode later on. That'll be great, which I'm excited about. I will. There are some great, great episodes left in the five that we have left. So don't feel completely discouraged. Yet. Oh, I'll feel what I want to feel. Yuba Duba Duba. Because the last paintball episode is as good as any of them, in my opinion. And the wow. series finale, I love it more. It's the the more I live with it, the more perfect of an ending for this show and the the madness that it was the more perfect of an ending it becomes. I think I hope that you'll really love it. Would our friendship be over if I hated it? Yeah. What if I really have seen all the rest of the <laughs> yeah. episodes, but I didn't want to tell you because I didn't like the finale? You didn't like it. I don't know. <laughs> That'll be an interesting conversation if you don't like the finale. I'm just noticing that Glip Glop has cowboy boots and spurs yeah. on. <laughs> the Western thing would have been perfect. So there's this space battle. I don't know what to say about all of this mm-hmm. other than it's – Silly and funny. I love watching Jeff and Britta move as if they're being sh- shooken around, but they're not 100% committed to the bit. Yeah. I think is really funny. Oh, man. Just all of the shots of Chang, like, saying stuff to Abed in the <laughs> footage that they have of him, but using it as dialogue. It, it's so broken English, but it works. It's great. I, 
they made the most out of what they had is so funny. Are we rolling as the thing barrel rolls? Are <laughs> well, we in rolling? these like low, low budget sci-fi movies, um, <laughs> they like will reuse shots all the time, especially in like action sequences. I kind of think that it would have been funny to go the extra. I know that it would have maybe like not worked with the way the episode's kind of being yeah. shot and filmed, but to like reuse some of the same like scenes over and over to like stretch out the episode would have been kind of funny. But. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that works about this episode. It, <clears throat> I think you were really right to bring up the sci-fi brand of movies, mm-hmm. the like sci-fi channel brand of movies, because I'm thinking of how a lot of those movies will have like build as one of the stars, like a surprisingly A-lister. Yeah. And they're in like five minutes of the, the first movie, five minutes of the movie, and, and they, they die, and that's like it. cut back to it a bunch of times, or they mm-hmm. really stretch out. And I think that's a funny bit. I also um, one of my favorite sci-fi movie tropes is the really attractive like woman who's a scientist because they put her in a white lab coat and glasses, but at the same time she has like <laughs> a super low cut shirt under the lab coat to remind you that she's hot. <laughs> yeah, she's still sexy. Yeah. Speaking of still sexy, I feel like one of the things you kind of have an issue with might be the Annie and Britta stuff. Is that true? I just don't care about it. I think that there's one funny joke in the whole thing that involves, like, the two of them. Later on, when uh-huh. she's like, I love you. And she's like, he's your daughter. We're both your daughters. <laughs> I thought that line was funny. <laughs> but I I mean, I, I actually enjoy Annie quite a bit. Like, because she's committing. Yeah, I like Annie in this episode. She's having fun being, like, the sexy sci-fi girl. And we yeah. haven't really gotten a ton of Annie this season, strangely. No. So I thought this was a pretty good Annie episode. If anything, yeah, I didn't like Britta so much this episode after her having a really good run last week. Did she, though? The the Honda episode last week was great. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of the week before. Yeah, you're thinking of... What was that one? I already uh, forget. It was like supposed to be a Britta episode, but I didn't like... The Br- oh, the goop 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 no, I'm talking about the Honda episode, which I think still is a standout of the season. Yeah, I like that one. Don't Probably forget about that one. There have been highlights. Yeah, I like the Honda. I like uh, the uh, couple other ones this season that I've liked too. And this one I don't think is on the lower... I think this one's in the middle of the episodes we've watched this I season. I think this is a perfectly watchable, funny episode. Yeah. It just... It... it it, it can't help but remind me of way better episodes of the show mm-hmm. and make me think of how how in a different direction we've gone. Not in a bad way, but it, not in a great way either. I don't know. It's, it's well, really and I'll, hard to I'll exactly. say this, Zach, and we'll talk yeah. more about it, I'm sure, when we get close to the sure. end of the season. I'll have a better uh-huh. viewpoint when we get to the end of the season. But right now, right. I would probably say I like season four a little better. No way. Oh my because, god, really? Because Cause it has the I whole think cast that, and it's fast and quick and colorful. Yeah, at least yeah. it was funny. Even though some of the episodes I don't think good. so. I think these episodes No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but maybe it's just because I'm I the episodes are, are long. I think season six has far more laughs per episode, but season four it, the one thing that I appreciated about it when we were watching it is it's the last season that's the closest thing to classic community because yeah. it's the last season before before the show just drastically changed, partly of its own choice and partly mm-hmm. because of things that kind of happened out of their control. Yeah. Like I said, we're, we're only six episodes into the season, so right. it's, it's a No, we're, we it's are 
eight episodes. We're into only the eight episodes into the season. Okay, so uh, the Dean as Chang's body double really reminded me of this weird late '80s comedy movie with Martin Short called Clifford. Not the Big Red Dog. Do you know this movie? Clifford I don't know. It. I only know the Big Red Doggy Dog. It's like thirty-year-old Martin Short playing like a twelve-year-old boy. Nice. And he very much looks like the Dean in this episode to me. <laughs> so Clifford, Martin Short, check it out, I guess. Googling it now. This is oh kind God. of where the Jeff Abed uh, situation kicks off as Jeff is bitchily telling Abed, come on, let's hurry this up. Let's move a little faster. <laughs> and I don't like at all the way that Jeff high roads abed in this episode and using like his workout ethic and body as a as a way to connect to him or to relate to him like saying like you like making the metaphor right here using his body and 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 how he uses it as a metaphor to how abed could use his talent i don't know not crazy about it and it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me because he's saying you know, you have to put your stuff out there. He's like, I, I'm mm-hmm. never finished in the gym. I'm always working on my body, but I still put it out there, but it's never finished. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, shout out again to Abed shirts. This shirt's really cool. He has an even cooler one later in the episode. Shout out to Abed shirts. <laughs> Best part of the season. <laughs> After Jeff and Abed have their little squabble, we get a little bit more of the footage of the movie. Uh, is this where we meet? <laughs> that shot of... <laughs> Chang oh, leaving Chang the bouncing. control room of the ship. <laughs> he just it's bounces fantastic. over to the side. Is really funny. <laughs> and this is no. This is where uh, Captain Star goes to kind of the the cantina, the Star Wars. Cantina I like this scene. scene. That Quite shot of Chang scene is really funny. like glancing across. <laughs> so funny. And we get the still paying back in droves. Uh, uh, Frankie's obsession with the steel drums. <laughs> I thought Elroy yeah. was. Really I, I silly do you like the bit. steel drums in this episode? You didn't like them in the previous. I don't steel care. I think it's kind of funny <laughs> that it's a running joke now, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, she's got the the ability now, so. I Elroy's think so, costume's great. Elroy's really funny here. His costume is great, and it's so creative. The use of the phone as a weapon, <laughs> as the blaster, and he puts it up to his ear, and. He, he talks about how the the sound you hear coming from that gun are the hyperwatts of laser. <laughs> and him laughing makes his eye fall off. Don't worry about that. I can put that back. <laughs> I love how all this stuff stays in the movie, the improv stuff. It, that makes it feel more like the Lethal Weapon episodes of Always Sunny. Where it's, yeah, it's totally. like a really cool homage, but without anything like really that deep to it. There, it's mm-hmm. just the, seeing the characters in a silly situation creating a movie. But Community's done that with so much further in the past. You know what I mean? It's not exactly. just fun to just see them do silly stuff. I think that, like, the silly stuff, like, they, I just know they can do it better. And I think yeah. that's why, for me, stuff like this just falls a little short. Yeah. Although I love Magnitude. This is the last appearance of Magnitude in the series, I believe. No. Yeah, I believe so. I believe Dan said something right, about it pop, in the pop. commentary and was like, yeah, I'm sorry to the dude that we didn't get more from this season. But he said kind of after season three when uh, the professor said to him, you know they're laughing at you, right? At least that's my take on it. He was like, after that, I didn't really know mm-hmm. what else we could do with Magnitude. That was kind of the end of the Magnitude sure. story. 
unfortunately for us all. I also like that the carrot costume was a callback to the first episode when the one cop was a carrot. Why is that guy a carrot? They mm-hmm. ran out. <laughs> they ran out. <laughs> Everyone here is so accustomed to violence. I like the way they moved the conversation along with Chang, broken English, saying, like, I need to I need to know what, and then Elroy saying, where your friends <laughs> are, and Chang saying, yeah. <laughs> and Elroy is here to give some, some, uh, my cats are <laughs> scratching at the door. <laughs> nice. Elroy's here to give some backstory to talk about Chang's friends or Star's friends being taken by Dracula. I guess the villain in this is Dracula. Well, because what I what I took that as is Elroy was forgetting the name of the actual villain that and they he had just before. said it, and then they had to roll with it the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's funny. They don't have time to do reshoots. That's one of the things I do like about the episode is that they kind of, the improv stuff that they kind of put in, and then it continues throughout mm-hmm. the episode. My cat is tearing yeah. my door down. Oh my god. There's, they say, we're getting in. What did you think of when Abed is like having his little panic attack or whatever it, what's going on when Abed try, or when Jeff tries to tell him to be tough by doing like the weightlifting symbol? Do you think that was funny or did it make you cringe or both? Uh, I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was kind of funny for some reason. Well, because I. I didn't think that Abed bought into what he was saying before, but mm-hmm. I guess he did. Yeah, that's true. I do enjoy this scene. You're the, this the re- fighting the robots in the hallway. They very recreate Star Wars some pretty classic one. Star Wars scenes in this episode, this yeah. being the first of them, the classic hallway shootout. Mm. Makes me think of how impeccably they recreate those hallways in the Disney World attractions. Oh my gosh, yeah. I saw them. a uh, TikTok where the Kylo Ren was broken, so he was just, like, spinning around. That's funny. And it was really funny. They they put, like, the sound of music over it because his, like, cape was flying in the wind. It was really good. And I really like in this scene just the overabundance of CGI bullets, lasers being shot. Just, <laughs> just hundreds of There's bullets so many. hitting nothing. <laughs> I wish Britta had played along a little while. I don't get why she's so pissed at Annie. Well, Annie's, every time Britta says anything, I don't like Annie's whole, pay your rent. D- you don't have an opinion until you pay your rent. We've talked about that yeah, a little that's bit shitty. in the past. I don't like it this time. Annie, I laughed the first time she said it, not that Annie time. does it a few times a season, and we've talked about it before, that it's so annoying to do something nice mm-hmm. for a friend and then just hold it over their head the whole time you're doing it. That's no longer doing yeah. something nice for them. Totally. I think it's funny. There's all this carnage and destruction and, and glip glop, <laughs> yuba duba duba, glip glop like. Yuba duba duba. He's happy about it. Uh, a, a, a robot <laughs> comes out also speaking the language of glip glop and just shooting a massive <laughs> ton of lasers all I over mean, the like, place, not hurting they're anybody. Dead as There's no way they're making it through that many laser beams a good improv bit of carrying the story along where jeff kind of calls out why does the robot say the same thing as glip glop and garrett yes and (laughs) is like maybe glip glop's a a spy (laughs) watching the face of glip glop talk it feels a lot like (laughs) those like facetime filters that turn you oh my god yeah something the way that it tries but kind of (laughs) fails to mimic what you're saying I'm an evil spy. Yeah. I'm an evil spy. I'm an evil spy. And then you shoot him, he just <laughs> I love when Britta him. runs by it, how it like is over the top of her because it was added in after <laughs> the fact. 
That's really funny. And he just funny. stops moving and flops down very two-dimensionally. <laughs> Cut to Steve Gutenberg. Uh, what's his name? Humphrey? <laughs> Maury? Humphrey. Uh, seeing, seeing Humphrey watching the, the footage on the laptop. This is the stretch of the episode where his character really shines because I just absolutely love <laughs> how this guy... This movie that they made is so shitty, and he just truly loves it yeah. so much. He's truly a fan, and I love it. He's like this. This is like better Clint than I could have ever hoped. Spy. For. He couldn't believe it. <laughs> so they kill Glipglop, right? They kill Glipglop. Yeah, he's done for. And they make a break he from got the robot that really should be destroying them. It's got terrible aim. It's shooting so many layers. <laughs> and they go down a vent that leads them into. Uh, they have good use of the frisbees. The, like, Frisbee room, where all the Frisbees are now from the first episode. And they recreate that classic <laughs> Star Wars scene. Such an iconic scene in a movie that's so tense and has been recreated so many times by different people. <laughs> oh, well, just in a good way. It's such an iconic scene yeah. in that first Star Wars movie where the walls start closing in and there's no way out and the characters have to figure a way out. And I love the way that they used the, like, shelving units and pushed them in. That's such a cute, like, guerrilla filmmaking usage you know well and i love how like i haven't we haven't really talked yet about how they turn yeah. greendale into this set yeah though it stands out to me is in like the hallway scene just everything has something aluminum on it whether it's like a tin foil like pan or like just foil but you everywhere you can still see like greendale things poking through in the yeah background, like the like posters up yeah but then, like, just filling a room with frisbees because they had a shit ton from when they caved in the roof. This is the That's part. That's so funny. This is the part where they don't know what to do in the movie. So Annie's like, I love you. And Jeff's like, I love you too. <laughs> and what's even funnier than that moment when they're like, but you said, but she's your daughter. I thought you were my daughter. You said I'm her sister. And then it cuts to Steve Gutenberg being like, That's awesome. That's so hot. <laughs> That's he says, hot. That's so hot. It's like Chinatown in space. That's so funny to me. <laughs> the Chang popping out from behind the frisbees, like looking like literally looking <laughs> like one of hero? those video amusement park hologram things. Oh my that god, look yeah, realistic, but are definitely on another plane of existence. I'm the hero. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the every use of the let's do this presses button. And Steve Gutenberg is so won over by Chang's performance or non-performance. He's not disconnected from it all. He's like, fuck yeah, they made it. They're saved. <laughs> now a truly weird scene. The confrontation between Chief Star and Dracula. Bless Richard Erdman's heart. Dan was talking on the commentary. He was like, you know, some directors, they give Richard Erdman some, some weird dialogue, and sometimes he nails it, and sometimes he kind of has some weird cadences when he's talking. <laughs> He didn't say which this it's was, just, but but it fits perfect because you can tell that that both Richard Erdman and Leonard have no idea what the f is going on. <laughs> I feel the force. What? I don't feel the force. I'm not allowed to. What do I feel? I feel Dracula force. I feel Dracula signals. Your ass is mine. That last stunt you pulled put six of my best guys in the hospital. Maniac. I'm more than a maniac. I'm Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> the way that it shows the Dean 
as Chang, like, really promptly taking the steps to sit down, then pull up the <laughs> phone and put it to his ear to cut back to Chang holding the phone. So funny. I love the uh, black triangle that's supposed to be Dracula's, like, widow's peak. It's very everything, it's everywhere, so all funny. at once. Bagel on the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chang just makes, like, six or eight sustained <laughs> movements of the phone to make shots. And they, That's one of the funniest shots of the whole episode. They the wall behind the two of them. And then, yeah. And they're, like, exploding on top of, like, the the, the worker they, in the room and, like, nothing's happening. Well, they, like, explode off of the prop wall behind them, too, but it doesn't affect or interact with any of it. It's just <laughs> over it. And then I love the shot that Leonard fires at Chang, and then it's a shot of Chang just scratching his chin as if he got hurt. <laughs> but then he really gets shot, cuts a hole straight through him. I thought that was kind of a cool-looking CGI effect. Yeah, like a, that's well done. A cheap B-movie CGI effect. And it made me laugh so hard every time showing Maury going, the, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> His eyes, his stare, he didn't have to commit his oh heart my to God, Jesus Christ. he did. And then that tearful speech, <laughs> Chang truly has his moment where he's like, I remember What's death so much it feels more like a memory. <laughs> Is this how it gets me on my feet? <laughs> Richard Erdman ahead of me? <laughs> he says, what's my motivation? Who am I? And fades into nothingness. And Dan even laughed in the commentary. He was like, I love how this movie ends with the good guy getting killed and then the bad guy crying and being like, damn. And Dracula he crying. He was right. <laughs> and that's the end of the film. And from there, we cut to <laughs> the the study room, everyone watching on the laptop reacting to it. Steve Gutenberg is over the f***ing moon about this film. Yeah. But it's got to be a crisp 8-1. 87 minutes is too long. <laughs> Why does it have to be 81 minutes? That's so short. Well, you got to have it 8-1 to, for the distributors. That makes it really feel like a sci-fi movie. It's got to be 81 minutes so it can air in like a 90 or an hour and a half. 20-minute block commercials. with commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg is going to make a call. We're going to premiere this thing. We're going to get some money from the school. It looks out like everything's working out just fine. <laughs> you know, here's kind of what my issue Here's an issue I have. I almost think up to this point, the episode is good. Mm -hmm. And it still has some forward momentum to have some off the wall. It, there's still some forward momentum to tie up some stuff in the episode. Here's what I'll say, Zach. Go ahead. Up to this point, uh -huh. I really enjoy the episode. It's probably top three in the season for me. It's specifically and the then... last. It's weird because it's almost not even the third act. It's like the fourth act. Yeah, it's the last 10 minutes because if they had just had it, okay, here's the joke. Jeff shot a scene he really likes. We have to cut it. Jeff's really upset about it, and that's where it ended. I would be content. I'd be happy. Have everything you have yeah. at the very end. This whole s sequence that's coming up here just literally ruined it for me. Here's what I need out of the episode, though. Uh, I think focusing on Jeff and this weird him, I don't know. I feel like the the message, the struggle of the episode becomes really murky and confusing. Is it Jeff that's trying to figure something out? Is it Abed that's trying to figure something out? Uh, you know what I mean? It gets, the, the, yeah. it gets kind of murky and confusing. I think what it needed to be is that the movie gets picked up by the distributors or whatever. They get the money for a second, only to have it taken away later on when the guy files for bankruptcy. And there's this yeah. section of the plot where Abed is tortured because he hates the movie. 
and mm-hmm. they've made money off of it and it's being successful. Maybe they if start they spent the last ten minutes doing that, fine. Turn it into an I'd Abed like episode, better. and then the my idea, the episode could end within the study group deciding to make just for fun the movie that Abed wanted to make. Yeah. Like, without all the sets and without all the CGI and without trying to make money. They just have fun and make movies like they used to back in the day. I think that would have been... Instead, the episode loses track of what the issue is and kind of stumbles its way into a really unearned, like, cute, huggy ending at the end. Well, in every... Like, how many times was Jeff on Troy and Abed in the morning? You know, how many times were the other study group... They they played along. They did it. They didn't act like... Dicks. Even when Jeff I will was say, like being I don't a jerk think, about it, he yeah, still played along. I don't along. think Jeff really went along with it that much. He's like, "You guys aren't filming this." He put a microphone <laughs> on me, and he like tears it off. <laughs> Jeff is upset because they think the thing that should be cut to the movie to get it to that Chris Bait one is his six and a half minute death scene, where he gives the acting performance of his lifetime and shows off that body canvas that he's been bragging about. Mm-hmm. And the issue of the episode kind of becomes. That Jeff, I don't really understand. I don't really understand because Jeff was the one who was just telling Abed that we need to just do this and get it over with. And yeah. all of a sudden, he's all worried about what gets cut. I don't think he would care because I don't think Jeff is the care. I Maybe the idea is that he's like, oh, but I poured my soul into it. But I don't buy that Jeff would do that. And I think he'd just be, okay, whatever. Well, <sighs> cut it out. Who cares? How much money did we get? Exactly. That's the thing. Is, is he, he throws upset he because he wants laptop, so this to be his, his big break? Out. Is he upset because Chang is famous? But if they make this movie, that just confirms Chang's famousness. So why does Jeff even want to do it in the first place? And also, from another perspective, if Chang's famous and this movie is being put out to capitalize on his fame, could not the study group also be able to earn some type of fame off of this somehow? Well, not if Jeff's big scene is cut. That I mean, he's still in the movie. Nope, not his big scene. Sorry, that's what Jeff is thinking. So Jeff's in the frisbee room, moment. and he's trying to learn how to edit so he can make his cut of the movie that salvages his scene. And I think there is some good in this Jeff and Abed scene, but again, I think the message is cloudy and murky, and it makes the whole thing not come off as well as it should. You don't like this scene, do you? Not at all. Talk to From me about the it. time that the editing video bit was over, uh-huh. I don't, I don't know why Abed is traveling under the things. It's very yeah. cartoonish when he pops up. You stay away. This is my movie too. Yeah. And now Abed's like, it's all bad. And Jeff's like, it's not all bad. It can be good. But literally, Jeff twenty minutes ago uh-huh. was telling Abed that no, it's gonna be bad. It's okay if it's bad. We just got to get through it. And then even the part when Abed is like. And if you really think about it, I didn't make this movie. God made this movie, and it sucks. And it's yeah, his why fault. Bazinga? That doesn't feel well. That's just a okay. To I feel like the well, God making this movie thing is is out of character for Abed. I feel like he would still take responsibility. Mm. Two, the Bazinga thing I think is a jab, of course, at Big Bang Theory. While it was on at the same time as Community on NBC, always crushed Community at the ratings. They aired against each other. Sure. They aired at the same time. And Abed is kind of the Sheldon proxy of the show. And I'm sure maybe there was some pressure to turn Abed a little bit more into like that marketable, fun kind I'm of sure. Aspergery character. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that makes the Bazinga very funny, but I don't hate that they kind of pull reference mm-hmm. to that just a little bit. Uh, no, it's out of character that Jeff uh, strangles Abed, or if it. 
if they were going to do it, it needed to be something to do with, like, Jeff, how much he's been drinking this season. Uh, it needed to be a bigger deal than just, like, a car. It comes from nowhere. It comes from nowhere, Jeff and then it goes away right after. Abed, a much smaller, supposed to be friend of his. Yes. And, like, actually is choking him because he wants to cut his scene out of a shitty f***ing movie that they shot. That in he the didn't school. care about Absolutely five minutes not. ago. The only thing like, that's a that's little bit funny is me. when Abed is like, you're killing me. You're really killing me. He's like, really? Like he didn't even realize? But it's just, it, it is weird. It's a weird dark thing that comes out of nowhere and then leaves just as soon as it came up. Uh, I, and I was like, what's wrong with you? And Jeff's like, what's wrong with me is that every one of you is going to leave except for me yeah. who left and then came back and now works here willingly. Like, See, I like the speech that he gives. I like that he's coming to terms mm-hmm. with it. I, I do. I like it. I just don't like the No, you don't like thing. it, Zach. I do. You're wrong. You don't like no, it. No, I like it. I think I would have... You do not like it. <laughs> I think I would actively enjoy this scene if it didn't have the Jeff assaulting Abed part. That kind of takes the wind out of it, for sure. You know, I like it. I think it's not bad. When he strangles him? The whole scene. I think it's great. You're just... What are you... What do you mean? Gotcha. It's bad. Hate it. <laughs> I do like the idea that Jeff is very upset over how uh, attractive and famous Chris Pratt has become so fast. It mm-hmm. seems both like a jab at Joel McHale, and I yeah. also like – he says something about uh, – and I don't just sit on a treadmill and watch trailers to Chris Pratt movies all day. I think Jeff's mm-hmm. weird obsession with Chris Pratt is kind of in character. I like I that. think it's kind of funny. But way too quickly – they bond over the fact yeah. – that they both liked seeing Annie reach down her shirt. <laughs> Strangle schmangle. We all like titties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this does bring the episode way down. It's Dan Harmon, it can always be a foil where he needs to really put a genuine deep button on the episode and then he like overworks himself to get to that point and then when you get to that point it doesn't really make any sense based off of what Mm -hmm. came you know what i mean it's just convoluted i mean i liked seeing that as much as the next person zach but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean a a good episode it does not maketh well it's sad we only have so many characters from the study group left and in early episodes of the show the jeff and abed dynamic was a lot of fun the way yeah. that they understood each other on a level that no one else did before Abed and Troy were the good friends they became. Uh, what a mm-hmm. great opportunity in season six to go back to that. And what a perfect opportunity in this episode to go back to that. And it doesn't in the way that I would like. At all. Yeah, I agree. They could have even like had a runner where Jeff gets mad, but it's because he's like still mm-hmm. makes the same point about how Abed you know, made a somewhat not as shitty as it could have been movie. Like, Abed's grown since they first met. They both met, you know, on Jeff's first day. Mm-hmm. And since then, Abed has grown as a person. He's fostered independence. And Jeff is a functioning alcoholic who's now teaching at a place that he never wanted to be. That I would have been fine with. But they don't talk, They do not do that at all. If I had a nickel for every time that one of our strangle seshes turned into a hug sesh, though, I think it tracks. Well, there's certainly been times know, where I've gone from choking you out to to give me a little squeeze. Well, that's normally part of it. That's how I like to start. So I want to like awaken like I'm starting Skyrim again. Jeff comes to terms with his part of the movie being cut, and it allows for 30 seconds more of footage to be added to the film. So we get an extra scene at the end of the film, which we see as they premiere it in front of an audience in the cafeteria. To and a, I'll say, I, I like the rest Gutenberg. of the episode. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe it's it's truly five minutes that I absolutely despise in this See, episode. See, what I'm saying to you is I think if you watch this episode another time or two, I think you would like it a little better. It did grow on me a little bit. It 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 just bums me out that it's all of the makings of a super memorable community episode, except it feels a little hollow. And in a different mm-hmm. way than season four did. Season four yeah. felt hollow because it was like being written by the wrong people. Season six feels hollow because it's being written by the right people, but they're so out of steam. Sure. Which is almost worse than like people trying and failing to do it right. It's like the people who can do it right, doing it right, but like There's at no what heart. cost? You know? So yeah, at the movie, the extra scene. Uh, so Chief Star dies, the hero dies and goes to hell. <laughs> where he meets his father, Jeff, who gets one more scene to say, I, I told you I'd see you in hell. And Glip Glop gets one more chance to... The, the movie ends where all the characters are in hell, basically. Is Jeff his father? Yes. No. no. Jeff is Britta and... No. I didn't say that. Did you even watch the episode, That's Zach? not what I Did said. You? I didn't say he was his father. Until you said he goes to hell and meets his father, Did Jeff. I say father? I, didn't, I don't yes. think I said that. Roll the you tape. You said father. Roll the tape back. I don't think I said that. He meets his father, Jeff, who... You said father. I don't think I said that. No, Chang's character is romantically entangled with Chang with with one of Jeff's daughters, right? Because in the beginning, Britta is like, but I love him. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Father-in-law. I really like the moment where Steve Gutenberg is super pumped about seeing Glip Glop one more time at the end of the movie, and he looks back at Garrett, and Garrett's like, yeah, what can I say, man? I (laughs) nailed it, didn't I? (laughs) And that's the end of the movie, and it turns into a really unearned, like, happy, huggy moment, I feel. Yeah, that wasn't funny either. What? The, oh, yeah, we did the thing, we're hugging, ha, 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 Uh bring it in, guys. Yeah, yeah. I do like, because there are too many episodes of Community, like one that comes to mind is in season four, the episode where Archie comes as the whale and the school actually Mm -hmm. gets all of the money. This episode does that better because they don't get the money. Steve Gutenberg immediately, predictably, gets a phone call and he's like, oh, what? Huh? Chapter 11? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what's analog? What's what's digital? What's what's broadband? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's YouTube? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's broadband? Yeah, this was a really funny moment. I also didn't get so a news article drops that like cancels Chang that involves James Franco's balls and a hot air balloon. I didn't. But exa- that's not what got him fired. What actually it was happened? His behavior in I don't, the booth. I, I think wh- that's true. Isn't that? I remember there the being case. a thing with that. They'll put yeah. up uh, with a lot of stuff. Oh, so this is a reference to something that really happened. Oh, I thought you said that really happened. No, I was asking. I, I wasn't exactly sure what really happened here. What actually Chang got caught doing? No, I think he like went in a hot air balloon with James Franco, and something happened with James Franco's ball. I don't know. Okay, there was an there was an unfortunate smelting. Well, yeah, but who can who can bring it in? Let's all come in for a hug. Who can dwell on it too much? Hugs. Dooba 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 guys. Dooba dooba dooba. Cut to maybe one of my favorite scenes in the episode. I think Ken Jong's performance mm-hmm. in this scene is one of his funniest moments in the entire show. At first, the way that he just has the total, like, all of the success in the couple of weeks has just gone to his head. 
Uh, and then when it turns around on him and now he's under pressure when he realizes that he said something really stupid in front of Steven Spielberg, <laughs> the way his entire face starts like twitching and quivering in fear, I think is so funny. Yeah. I love when he's being a pissant and he's being a, a bitch in the booth and they're like, Give us one more take. Give us one more take. And I love the, the way... The Bitch in the Booth yeah. coming soon to our Patreon. ABC this fall. <laughs> the Bitch in the Booth. Don't trust the bitch in Booth 23. Hey, I like the part when Ken is like, uh, what's up, Sleeky? Or whatever the line is. Like, there you go. You got it. Okay? <laughs> Him just doing a silly <laughs> voice and then going back to being a punk. <laughs> you can tell Steven Spielberg to lick my lick butt. Lick my butt. But he's actually there, so Chang takes off the glasses, and he tries Hi, to, like, Steven straighten up his hair. Spielberg. And he realizes that he's really f***ed up, and they, in that really polite Hollywood way, let him go without letting him know that he's been fired, but he knows exactly yeah. what's happening. And they take it even a step further that he has to take a really weird walk of shame. They're like, we're good for today. Great job. You did a great job. Don't have, no, no notes. Go on. No notes. You're good. Yep, we got it. <laughs> but there's this Thank you. little black door in the back of the booth, and you see Chang, like, dead inside, look back at it. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, just go out there. My favorite part, I don't go in the way you came. No, you don't. You do not. Nope, you, <laughs> you don't. Do not. There's a little door back there. <laughs> and it goes right on out. Thank you so much. And that, that leads <laughs> to the great cameo from Randall Park as Chang leaves the recording booth. He's like, thanks for the opportunity. And tries to humbly leave without <laughs> falling apart. This this truly <laughs> tiny door for Chang, who's not a huge man. His wins at the bright light. And I love that Randall Park's cameo, he doesn't even really say anything. He just walks in, they're like, all right, you ready? He's like, yep. And then the scene cuts. I think it's perfect comedic timing. It's a perfect scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said on really the commentary, good. Dan said that Yahoo and Sony gave him a lot of pressure to cut that scene from the episode and put it as, like, a bonus content YouTube thing because they thought it was weird uh. to have that, which felt like an ending to the episode, and then have the study group scene, which also feels like an ending to the episode. And I kind of agree that yeah. it feels like two endings, but I think the solution is what I said earlier. You have this scene first. You don't totally explain mm -hmm. what happened to Chang other than the James Franco scene, and the, or the James Franco mention that they give a second ago. And then in the end tag, yeah. we see that, like you said, it was his behavior in the booth was what really got him kicked out i think if because that now the episode feels weird when it ends because it feels like there's no end tag which almost never happens on the show when that randall mm -hmm. park thing would have been the perfect way to cut the theme song or end tag in music crawl uh yeah i think that would have been tag. much funnier although I, I like both of these segments but i agree i think they're they should have flip-flopped the order i like chang's demeanor in this episode seeing him like Nobody comments on him coming back. He falls back into his his place. There's this kind of comforting and sad bit of, you know, Chang can go off and fail and he'll always be able to come back here where no one gives a shit. And it's funny yeah. and it's a little sad. I just don't like that for the first time in a while it goes to a really egregious, not funny, Britta's the worst bit. That that's what they all bond over. And when Abed quotes a movie here, I didn't really get that either. Uh, you know I what I mean? Yeah. Pink Floyd. Much oh, like the, 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 the hug moment earlier, they know the motions to get to where the episode needs to get to the end without having the substance behind it. Mm -hmm. But I do like seeing Chang fall back into his place. and it, it is cute seeing him feel comfortable here after being on the outside for so long, even though he totally like said, f*** all you guys when he was successful for a couple minutes. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Um, you know, I do like the episode. I think it's got a lot going for it. And I think maybe we're being 
do you think it's possible we're being a little too pessimistic or perha- perhaps no. you're being a little too pessimistic on season six? No, no. it was a hard no. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I think I was able to find a lot of good in season four. I was able to find a lot of good in some of the se- episodes of season mm-hmm. five that were not my favorite. In this one, it's it's harder because since the episode's longer, I feel like there's more like dead time yeah you know and and i think when they get right. it right like there have been a few episodes that i really enjoy this season and you're but right but even the episodes that, feel like that it's phoned in even the episodes that you really enjoy there is still dead air in it mm-hmm. and any dead air in a sitcom is too much yeah however i, I do agree. think even the episodes of season six that i haven't liked as much because of the amount of dead air i do like better than like the absolute worst of season five which was like the first part of the season five finale yeah. I'd still rather watch this than the soup Big split. time. Definitely agree. Well, let's wrap this up. We did it. Let's talk about MVP. In this kind of mess fin episode that does... Uh, uh, it, it the, the, the characters that it focuses the most on is kind of what we liked the least about the episode. And it's also an episode yeah. that focuses on a lot of people. Like, everyone gets a little bit. So who did you end up going with for an MVP? Um, So I am going to change mine. I'm going to give some honorable mentions. Honorable mention to Garrett. I mentioned uh, Elroy, um, and I originally gave my MVP to Abed, but on this watch, I kind of, I still like Abed a lot in this episode, but I think because that scene with Jeff just really brings it down so much for me, I'm going to give my MVP to Chang. I think Chang has a really good showing. He's not in the episode a ton, but when he is, I laughed, which I can't say about the whole episode. So I think, you know, Cut together, Chang gets the MVP in much like a uh, Paul Walker <laughs> carrying a Fast and Furious movie that he was not in. They should make a movie that stars Carrie Fisher and uh, and, Paul, and Walker Paul Walker and Tupac's hologram. Just using the footage from the movies that they died during. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Garrett's my honorable mention and Chang's my MVP. I love... Him in the commercial in the beginning is hilarious. His demeanor in the interview when he's being all uh, arrogant about the attention he's getting is really funny. All of the broken <laughs> footage that they cobble together. It's a joke that could get old because of how much they use it, but it works just about every time in this episode. And then him in the end in the recording booth is also hilarious. He gets to do a lot of really funny things in an episode that makes a plot out of him not being there. So it's Chang for me as well. Yeah. Well, that's it. We've well, done it. Good week for Chang. Good week for Chang for sure. Mixed bag for community. I think I feel a little higher on the episode than you do, but that's okay. It's all right. I do. Next week we're going to okay. be back. You're allowed. We're allowed to feel what we feel. Yeah. Yeah, it's just as long as it's known that my voice is the voice of the podcast. So our general consensus on this episode is that it is wholeheartedly a buy. No qualms, Zach and Steven. <laughs> you want to hear what I really thought? Stay tuned for the um, Patreon-only after show, Bitches in the Booth, where Zach and I spill our <laughs> real feelings. Stay tuned on AMC Tonight, hosted by Chris Hardwick. It's talking. You can't disappoint a podcast. <laughs> nice. You watch the episode. Now watch famous people tell you how to feel about the episode.
Hey yo! Yeah, so next week we're going to be back to talk about the first of the final five episodes of this television program that we've been covering for over two years that we love so much that holds so dear to our hearts. Next week we start to wrap it up with season six, episode nine, and that is Grifting 101. I'm excited Ooh. to get into that one. It guest stars Matt Barry. He's one of the guys from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and he's a very, very funny guy. I'm excited to see. I need the to watch that again. show. It's a really funny show, and he's one of the best parts of it. And when I first watched this episode of Community, I didn't know who he was, so I'm excited to watch it again, really liking him. So stay tuned to that. Follow us on Twitter to check in with what we need as far as emails for future episodes of Community. And Stephen, where else can the people find us online? Well, to give a little more details about the Twitter, Zach, our Twitter handle is at youcandisapod. Uh, and we're also on Instagram under the name Can't Disappoint Podcast. Come check us out there. Now, if you really want to get just like slap on your your waiters and stomp in our cranberry juice, you can uh, follow us over on Facebook and the YouTube. Uh, you know, over at the whole name of the show, you can't disappoint a podcast. Well done. You've really you've truly mastered it with five episodes left. Finally, finally, I get it right most of the time. Well, it's been a lot of fun, Steven. I love doing this with you. I love hearing your disembodied voice directly <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> you know, I think this is this is great. We should do yeah. it like this all the time. Yeah. I've been so naked. Yeah, going back to this, it feels full circle. We're recording yeah. it the way that we did in the beginning, and that makes my heart feel whole. I love not seeing you, and we should do it more often. Well, <laughs> everyone from inside, I don't know, from inside... Hell with Glip Glop, the mayor of space and chief star. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And let's go to Wisconsin, baby. Hello, Wisconsin! Is there